What's going on everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkies. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. We made it. Didn't think we were going to get here, but we made it. NFL kickoff weekend. It starts tonight. You got two of the brightest and most talented quarterbacks in Deshaun Watson and his Houston, Texas going up against Patrick Mahomes and the world champion, Kansas City Chiefs. So for this episode, for the season preview, we thought we'd do a little something special. Thought we'd bring it to you from the listener's perspective first. So we had everybody send a message in and and talk about their team and, and their predictions and expectations for the season. So we're going to start it off strong with Keith Franzis and see what he got to say about them Dallas Cowboys. Keith Franzis, Dallas Cowboys. Been a fan since 1989, the year Dallas went 1-15. The one win that they got was against the Redskins. Was the game that I was watching with my dad and I told my dad I knew nothing about football told my dad whoever won this game that was going to be my favorite team let alone that was the one game that Dallas won that year and the rest is history expectations for this year very up in the air I love what they did on defense I love every single signing that they did to improve their defensive roster. I thought the defensive line was their biggest weakness last year. Aside from their secondary, they improved both very well in the draft and free agency. I love the Trayvon Diggs pick in the second round. The fact that he was still there in the second round baffles me, much like how CeeDee Lamb was still there at number 17. I still think we should have gone defense with the first overall pick in the first round, but what? not, not the first overall pick, but but with our first pick, which I think was 17. But when I saw the highlights for this lamb kid, I quickly changed my tune. And then the fact that we hit a home run in free agency with defense and the later rounds with defense. So I'm loving what they did on defense. Uh, I think Dak has all the weapons that he needs to succeed. If he can't do it this year, then something is seriously wrong i still think dak is the franchise quarterback i do not believe that he is a 40 million dollar quarterback let's just clear the air with that right now 30 to 35 okay cool but he's got to improve his record against uh teams with winning records that's a fact there's no getting around that uh what else predictions it's so tough to predict for teams um don't expect the Washington football team to be much of a threat. However, you got a bunch of guys that are young, up and coming. They want to prove themselves. Giants still have uh, Daniel as their quarterback. I don't expect much from them. It's going to be between Dallas and Philadelphia. I'll say Dallas is 10 and 6. They take the division, they get to the. I'll say they get to the NFC Championship where they will run into a buzzsaw. In New Orleans, I think this is the year that Breeze actually gets over that hump that killed him the last two years. But that's all I got. Love you guys. Peace. All right, all right, all right. 
Way to bring it strong there, Keith. Appreciate you sending us a message, letting us know how you feel about your Dallas Cowboys. Next up, one of our young interns here at Sideline Junkies. Let's hear from Dario G. Hi, my name is Dario. My favorite team was the Washington Redskins, but now known as the Washington football team. I've been a fan since I was born. Um, I really like Dwayne Haskins on that team. You know, I feel like he has a lot of potential. Um, I think they'll make it to the playoffs. Um, I don't really know record exactly. And there you have it from the young intern. Now we got a couple text messages to read. This one is from Jesse, who's a Detroit Lions fan, been a fan since 1979. His prediction for his Lions. The Lions win the North Division, but lose in the second round of the playoffs. Whoo, that's strong stuff right there. Strong. Uh, Lions just picked up AP, so that's strong. Uh, now this one. This is from my mama. <laughs> uh, she's been a Washington Redskins friend, a fan all her all her life. Win, lose, a draw. Always gonna be her team. She's looking for a better season than last season, and she feels that the team is off to a good start. I I, I talked to her. I know she ain't expecting playoffs. She won't. You know she won't say the p word, but she expecting better than three and thirteen. So. Thank you, Mama, for that. So now we're going to take ourselves a short break, pay some bills, come back, and you're going to hear from the sideline junkies themselves. We're going to start it off with Big Jim, come through with Delonte, the man of the hour, the boss BJ, and I'll wrap it up and take you home. All right, you're listening to the Sideline Junkies. And just like that, we are back. Now, as promised, here's Big Jim. So my thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers this year is, I'm going to start with the special teams. Um, The the special team needs about, they need about eight touchdowns this year between punt returns and kickoff returns. Um, yearly, annually, the Steelers special teams is really not something you admire on the field. They, they're kind of poor under Danny Smith. So I'm hoping this year at least eight touchdowns somehow between Ray Ray McLeod and Deontay Johnson or whoever they could put back there who has some agility, elusiveness, and speed to – get open real fast and be able to read their blocks. So, and also we need um, Boswell to be accurate this year. Um, last year wasn't a good year for him. Um, I mean, he still made his field goal, but he missed quite a few uh, with the addition of Dustin Colquitt. Hopefully the punt game um, will allow us to flip the field and, you know, make tackles and make plays on, on, on special teams and the main thing I'm really looking for is um, Boswell to be accurate, uh, touchdowns, and be and have the ability to flip the field. Hopefully, Danny Smith had these guys pointing in the right direction. Um, with the COVID going on, um, you know, you can always practice punts. 
So hopefully they'll 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 practice and everything, you know, coverage and everything. And Cole Quick can add some nice hang time and really flip the field for us and give us this uh, uh give us an advantage. So on the offense, of course, Big Ben is back. Um you might have heard me before. I'm not a really big Ben fan. His accuracy has gotten worse, or his his willingness to throw into traffic is really annoys me. Um, sometimes just bad decision making. He previously had Antonio Brown to kind of make up for that coverage, cause uh, or the lack of um, attention or the lack of care when throwing the ball up. Antonio Brown make the adjustment, catch the ball. Everybody's happy. The ball is caught. A touchdown and scored everybody and dancing and cheering. But I'm still looking at big men like, why would you throw that ball? He bailed you out again. So this year, without Antonio Brown, you know, Juju Smith is back. Uh, He's back from injury. Hopefully he can make the run for number one wide receiver with the Steelers. Um, I don't know if he can. Hopefully he will. Um, hopefully him and Big Ben can get some type of connection. They can read each other uh, pretty well running the offense and you know, you kind of hope that uh, you have the A, B, and Big Ben connection with Juju. So if they get that connection going early, um, that would be great. Uh, I'm also looking for Deontay Johnson to have a big year, hopefully uh, second-year wide receiver. Hopefully he can get on board and, um, you know, beat the coverage deep. Between him and Juju, they should be able to spread the field and – and um kind of um, opened up the run game, hopefully, uh, for um, James Conner. So I'm looking for Deontay Johnson and and Juju to be the main wide receivers, and hopefully we can find another one. Maybe it's Ray Ray McLeod. Ray Ray McLeod, maybe not. Um, he may be more of a special teams guy. Um, hopefully, the really the third person I probably hope will fill that gap is uh, Eric Ebron. Uh, Eric Ebron just has a, um, I believe he has like just injury problems. So hopefully if he can be the tight end, everybody expected him to be, um, he can open up that field most definitely. He give Big Ben another target to go through, a big target to throw to. And he has some decent speed on him. So um, it'll make the safeties or the the um, linebackers on the other team have to respect them. Uh, the only Probably the only concern I have with Eric Ebron is his blocking. If he can fit into the scheme of blocking where they don't have to take him out on certain run plays, which makes it obvious for the defense, I'm all in for it. So hopefully between Juju, Ben, and Deontay, they can all get some type of chemistry running uh, the offense and, and have a good report and be able to open up the field for each other. Because at this point, nobody's really going to double-team Juju or Deontay Johnson. Uh, to really open up the field. So at this point, everybody's going to have to play uh, one-on-one and hopefully beat their man. And if these three guys can get it going for this team, uh, that makes it better for James Conner, Jalen Samuels, uh, to open up that offense. Because Jalen Samuels is probably a more uh, a better receiving running back than James Conner. But James Conner is, you know, he's not. If he can stay healthy, hopefully he can have a productive year. Uh, just like when he replaced Bell, everybody was high on him. Hopefully, I can be high on high on him again, and he'll add some, you know, some some strength, some courage, some uh, bulliness to this offense 
that will, you know, be able to push through and open up the open up the run game for us. So it makes you have to um, respect the run, and then that also opens up the field for the uh, wide receivers. So I guess my focal point on offense is to see how Big Ben does with his elbow for one throwing, um, the continuity between um, him and the wide receivers, and can James Connors and Juju become the the number one um, person for that spot for their for their position. So hopefully. Um, this 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 um this works out, and then you got the addition of a uh, Zach Banner at right right tackle. He's new to the well. He's not new, but he's the new starter this year. Uh, De Castro will be out for Monday's game against the Giants, so um, they bring back Pouncey, another veteran. Uh, hopefully, this offensive line can stand up, hold up, keep Big Ben up, give him time to uh, survey the field. And hopefully Big Ben still has the strength to shake off a two, one or two um, defensive players to be able to get the ball where it needs to go. And lastly, the defense. This is probably the part I'm mostly mostly excited about. Um, Mika Fitzpatrick will be in his second year with the Steelers, the safety from Miami. Um, looks like a great trade. Uh, uh, T.J. Watt coming along. Uh, Bud Dupree back for another year. Um, Vince Williams, man in the middle, along with the second-year guy, Devin Bush from Michigan. Uh, I'm really excited about this defense, uh, probably with the lack of practice or, or preseason games. Hopefully, uh, none of these three phases, offense, special teams, nor defense, um, get off to a slow start. I'm looking to see what Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson can do at the corners. Um, uh, Mike Hilton is at the slot. Uh, I'm ready to see what these guys can do. Um, we're going to have to see what we can do with replacing um, Javon Hargraves in the middle. Uh, they released Daniel McCullers. So this might be our... Um, a rotation, a positional rotation for quite a few guys. So to keep guys fresh, I'm looking forward to Stephen Tua coming back. This this offense, I'm really, um, I mean, I'm sorry, this defense, I'm really for looking for something. I'm looking for speed. Um, I want to see Ulysses Gilbert in the middle, along with Devin Bush. See what type of speed they can have, what how they read their blocks, how they can uh, have coverage. I'm looking for. I'm looking for. Man, I'm, I'm the, the number one thing probably defense for me. They they was they was high on the, the uh, boat last year. Uh, this year they got another chance. To, you know they're together. Uh, they even brought Sean Davis back. That helps somebody who's familiar with the defense, the scheme. Because Washington released them, so you know uh, he's on offense. But they brought they brought back Josh Dobbs. So you know they bring back guys who are familiar with the scheme. Look, this this defense should be in the top five. Beginning of the season, they should be in the top five. I really hope this defense moves to the top uh, top three, number one defense. I think this team defense can be pretty awesome. Uh, if they can just eliminate communication problems that they had in their past as far as coverage, 
This defense should rack up on turnovers, sacks, touchdowns. I ain't going to say Hayden and Steven Nelson are going to shut down, shut down corners. I mean, shut down wide receivers. But it makes it interesting. And I can see them. I don't know which one do you attack. It's like 50-50. You take a chance. And if you got Minka Fitzpatrick in the middle, you don't want to just throw the ball up because Minka will make the play. And if Terrell Edmonds can make some type of leap this year, this secondary would be nasty, I tell you, people. Nasty. So for this year, I'm looking for, oh, man, 10-6, 11-5. I hope they don't get off to a slow start. Um, I'm hoping the addition of Matt Canada as I believe the quarterback coach can ha- add a little bit to this offense. He's like a motion guy. He'd like to have people moving to make the defense wonder. Um, I I hope the run game can be nice. I hope the offense can be nice, special team especially, to flip the field. I'm excited to see Mike Tomlin back. Uh, I'm just excited to see everybody back. Of course, uh, Ryan Shazier retires officially from football. Um... I'm a Mr. Guy on the field. I enjoy watching him when he played. Um, hopefully, you know, he's going to take care of his life, and I hope he does well. I hope he comes back to the Steelers just to uh, share that knowledge with the young guys. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to football. I'm looking forward to Monday night. Um, you know, just football season is here, people. Um, let's enjoy it while we can, and uh, let's get ready. Next up is the man of the hour, Delonte, coming through with his Broncos prediction. What's up, everybody? It's Delonte, uh, representing the world-renowned sideline junkies. And as most of you know, um, I'm a fan of the three-time Super Bowl champ, Denver Broncos. Um, I've been a fan of the Broncos since 1986. Uh, the first football game I saw as, as a kid was the Broncos versus the Browns, uh, AFC Championship, and Elway led the comeback drive, um, 95 yards as it goes down in history. We would go to the Super Bowl against the Giants and get Molly Wop, but I was a fan of Elway, I was a fan of the Broncos, and been a fan ever since, so salute to my Broncos. Uh, as far as this season, expectations, um... Before the Von Miller injury, um, the expectation was that we would be a playoff team, wild card, of course, because we're not beating the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs, you know, their their time is now. So, you know, unfortunately, I got to, you know, kind of wait that out or we'll see if we can ruffle some feathers. But um, now with the Von Miller injury, of course, it changes the complex of the team. It it will it can possibly make a difference by two or three wins. Um, I still see us as uh now I think I see us as like an eight and eight or nine and seventeen. Um I would be surprised if we go eleven and five. Um ten and six is, is, is feasible, but eight and eight or nine and seven are my realistic uh, expectations. Um my prediction for the team, uh I still think we could be a wild card team. I think we could be a wild card team because our offense is uh young and dynamic. Um, and this is an offense that, as long as you know the 
Elway and Joe Ellis don't be cheap with the money can be together for years to come. Um, I do have to keep an eye out because Philip Rivers, his contract is uh, coming up soon, so got to see what happens with that. Um, but I think um, the prediction for the team, just like I mentioned, um, eight and eight, nine and seven. Of course, before the Von Miller injury, that is going ten and six or eleven and five, um, because of the defense. Uh, I mean, it's possible we can still go ten and six because our defense is still gonna be formidable. Um, and our offense is gonna be pretty dynamic. So, I'm just hoping for the best. Um, a little bummed out by the Von Miller injury, but you know, prayers to him for a speedy recovery. Peace. All right, all right. Big Jim representing for Steelers Nation. Delonte representing for Broncos Country. And now, the boss, BJ, the man that signed the checks, representing for Bills Mafia, who has been rated number one fan base in all of the NFL. BJ, take it away. What is going on, everybody? This is your boy, BJ, with the Sideline Junkies. Giving y'all my 2020-21 season prediction for my Buffalo Bills, the boys from Orchard Park. Ah, where do I begin? Um, of course, if you've listened to the show, you know, um, they call me the boss. BJ, Brian, whatever you want to call me. Um, how long have I been a Buffalo Bills fan? Do I really want to tell you that? Because they're not to show my age. Um, but I'm sure you know my age if you've been listening. So I've been a Buffalo Bills fan since, uh, I want to say, 89, 90. Um, and how, how did I become a Buffalo Bills fan? I'm glad you asked that. Well, I had just started watching. I really wasn't into sports when I was a kid. Um, I'd rather be outside playing in dirt. And, you know, my, my grandmother and my mother always sat down and watched Redskins games and Cowboy games because, you know, of course, Cowboys, America's team, they were always on TV, so we got to watch that a lot, and when it was time for me to watch f- football, when it, when I was truly interested in it, um, I didn't want to be a Redskins fan or a Cowboys fan, I didn't want to pick a team that everybody liked, so um, I, I just so happened to flick on the TV and hear the Buffalo Bills, red, white, and blue, going up and down the field with this exciting offense, and I believe that was their first Super Bowl year. So um, I did, you you can't say I'm a bandwagon fan per se, because I did kind of pick them before their Super Bowl. Like I said, I just saw the offense, Jim Kelly and the boys doing their thing. And, and, you know, I I chose them. I've stuck with them through thick and thin. So let's get down to business. Um, This team has not won an AFC East title since 1995. If you um, know me and you listen to the shows where I talk about the Bills, uh, just like the Wizards, I am their harshest critic. I'm that fan that, I guess you got to call me that negative Nancy fan because for the last 20 years, we're talking about 2020, so I'll just do the last 20 years, they've been getting their ass kicked in the AFC by the New England Patriots and Tom Brady, okay? So for me, being old school, the way you redeem yourself from that is you have to beat them, okay? 
now you don't have the chance to beat them because Tom Brady's gone. So now you have Cam Newton in his place, and I'll get to that in a second. But um, back to Tom Brady, the last 20 years, the domination of the AFCs by the Patriots. And here's what's the, the disappointing thing to me. Even the Jets and the Dolphins have snuck in a division title. The Bills have not touched one in 25 years. 25 years of futility. Okay? I don't care about um, their best plays from each season. Um, when I joined the bandwagon, we went to four Super Bowls. Okay? So, I don't care about backing into the playoffs because the Bengals beat the Ravens. You know, that's great. What I did care about at the end of this season is that Josh Allen was unable to beat Tom Brady. Okay? And then the other part was Josh Allen going to the Texans, going to Texas to play the Texans and absolutely laying a dud. So these are the things I'm concerned about when I'm looking forward to the 2021 season because we all know it starts with the quarterback. If you don't have a capable quarterback, you're going to be lost in the dust. Um, we talk about on the show all the time, there, in my head, there are five QBs that can win you a Super Bowl in the league right now. If you have these five QBs, they can win you a Super Bowl. We're not going to go into detail who they are because this is a, a bill show. But five, Q, five QB Super Bowl QB capable quarterbacks. And then 10 overall, if you have them on your team and you got a good running game, good overall team, you still have a chance. Okay? Um, that doesn't mean because they're in the top 10, it does not mean that they're top 10 quarterbacks. It just means that they round out a, a, a specific group of quarterbacks, but because they're on a certain team and the team is very good, that they can win a Super Bowl. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not a top 10 quarterback. But for this category, he he is in the top 10 because he's a part of a team that can get to a Super Bowl. And because the t overall team is good, it brings his level up. He's not a quarterback that can bring the team's level up. So just, just an example. So back to Buffalo. Back to Orchard Park. Planes coming in. We landing in the snow. So I'm about to get into this, okay? The Bills gave up a lot for Stephon Diggs. They needed somebody to take the top off the defense, okay? They've had a solid running game for the last couple of years. Um... Now, just like I said, now it's 17's turn. Now it's going to be on Josh Allen. You have your toy, Dawson Knox. You have still have Cole Beasley, John Brown, and a host of other people. Now can this offense, this offense struggled at times, okay? I don't want to see, even though he can do it, I don't want to see Josh Allen running up and down the field, moving, moving the chains. I want to see them moving the chains because the offense is just that good. Because Stephon Diggs is a threat, now you can't, if you're double teaming him, Cole Beasley's killing you in the slot, John Brown doing his thing, Dawson Knox doing some stuff, uh, Singletary coming out the backfield, that's what I want to see. I want to see a balanced offense, okay? Balanced offense, my prediction for defense, um, 
Tredavious White just got extended, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. I get him second best behind Stephon Gilmore, the Patriots. He's really solid, man. I, I like the, the whole unit. I think this is a top 10 defensive unit. And I think that I didn't like the addition of Josh Norman, but I think with our front seven and the scheme we run with McDermott being a defensive guy, and, and also being with Josh Norman before, I think that'll help him and that'll also hide the flaws that were so, so, so on the, on the, on the front grill in Washington, okay? So I'm, predict, I'm predicting a top 10 defensive unit. That's what I'm predicting. Um, a lot of Bills fans were happy when Tom Brady left, and I, I, I'm going back to this because, like I said, I wasn't happy. Like, I want to beat Tom Brady. As a Bills fan, as a lifelong Bills fan, like, I feel incomplete now that he's gone. He's in Tampa Bay. Gronk went to Tampa Bay. So now you have a whole new dynamic in Cam Newton. You have a motivated Cam Newton. And a lot of people can say what they want to say about Cam Newton. Um, I think a lot of football guys right now, Cam's reputation is that Super Bowl where he didn't die for that fumble. Like, that's, that's, that defines Cam Newton to a lot of people. But I like Cam. You know, Cam's been injury-riddled for the last couple seasons. Um, I think him being with Bill Belichick, I, you know, just giving him a, a fresh new start with one of the or the best coaches, coaching minds in the league. So Cam Newton's going to be ready to go. Trust me when I say this. So this is not going to be... The Bills going 13-3, and three, walking away with the AFC. That's, that's, that's not going to be that, okay? It's not going to be that at all. Um, I think that it's going to be – I think I don't want to say it's going to be easy. It's definitely not going to be easy, but it's not going to be just cakewalk that I'm – you know, because I'm in various Bills forms and pages, and, and everybody feels like the Patriots are down – you're going to see a Bills team go 12-4 and four and make a deep run in the playoffs. And I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid yet because I need to see how Josh Allen is going to mature, how he's going to – how they're going to utilize Stephon Diggs. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a whole process. You just don't plug in a toy and on, on, a, on, on offense, especially in the NFL, and it just pops like that. It is you have to have some continuity. Um, they have to get their reps in. And we're talking about an NFL with no preseason this year. So, you know, you expect probably three to five weeks of sloppy football. So that's going to benefit some teams and that's going to hurt some teams. So well-coached teams that can play chess real good, that's going to benefit them. You might get some easy wins out the gate, maybe a team that you wouldn't have normally beat. Because everybody, you know, is just not up to speed yet. Now, the, the less culture, less teams that are not well coached, let's say like that, they're going to struggle because they're not playing chess, they're playing checkers. So they're going to struggle. Bad football plus bad coaching. We see it all the time. We've seen it here in Washington the last five years. Bad coaching, a subpar team, it's just bad results. Um, my predictions, schedule-wise, 
Oh, man. The Bills, they have a couple of tough games. They play the Champs in Buffalo. They play the Titans. They got the Rams. And I believe, yeah, they got the Seahawks at home. So, I'm looking at, and they got the 49ers. So, they got the Super Bowl and runner-up, okay? I'm looking at these teams. These are going to be test. These are the these are the games I look at for the Bills because the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Chiefs, and the Titans are top tier teams. Now you can rank them in order. Obviously, Chiefs, 49ers, Seahawks, and Titans. I, I believe in that order. But those are your tests. Those are well coached teams, well rounded teams. You got the Titans bringing in Derrick Henry, running all over you. Um, Ryan Tannehill, and, and you, you know, you think what you want about him and his new contract leading to them. And of course, everybody knows what the Chiefs bring. Pat, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, that's going to be a test for what I predict to be a top 10 unit in, in, on, on, on defense. Uh, the Seahawks, we know what the Seahawks is. Oh, my God, Russell Wilson, you know what I'm saying? That, do you need to say any more? They're all they're very well coached. They're very good overall unit offense, defense, special teams. And the 49ers. 40, I just talked about the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, but not him being a top ten quarterback, but being a good enough quarterback to manage that team. And that's a team of really good defense, a rejuvenated Richard Sherman on defense. So these are the games I look for. I don't care about the Jets. Now don't get me wrong, I care about the Jets because a division game is a division game. You play these guys twice a year, you can easily lose that. But we shouldn't be losing to the Jets or the Dolphins. Okay? So the, the Patriots I'm still worried about because I still believe they have the best head coach in the league, which is Bill Belichick. Um, Bill Belichick, is he's in the park playing chess. Okay? And it's a line of people. He's, he's been kicking ass all day. And it's, it's a line of people coming to play him. And, and they, he's just sending him on his way. He's been doing it for 20 years. So that's what I'm worried about. He knows this Bills team in and out. He's been playing them, uh, the Sean McDermott version of them. He knows them. He knows what he wants to do. He knows how to take it away. So I am predicting an 11-win season. I am predicting... First place in the AFC East. I'm predicting the first AFC East title since 1995. I'm going to go out on a limb. And um, for me, for my expectations, like just getting to the playoffs is not good enough anymore. I need to see AFC East. AF, I'm, not, I'm sorry, not AFC East. I need to see AFC Championship for the Buffalo Bills. That's what I'm looking for. You got your toy and stuff on digs. I'm thinking you're going to have a top 10 defensive unit. Um, you have, which I think is a decent run game with Singletary. I'm trying to remember the um, the backup. It comes to me, I'll, uh, I'll figure it out. But I'm just... I'm saying 11-5, AFC East title. I need to see the AFC Championship this year. That's what I need to see because this is supposed to be an up-and-coming team. We know what the Chiefs are, the Titans are. Um, we got to see if 
what Pittsburgh's going to do. Pittsburgh's a well, another well-coached team. I know Big Jim and, and doesn't like Big uh, Big Ben at all. I know Junie, you know, that's his team too. Um, the the Ravens. I mean, you have a lot to go through on on the East or on on an AFC. So we'll see. Eleven and five. AFC East championship. AFC. I keep saying AFC East, but AFC championship. I need to see. For me, for the season to be a success, I need the Bills to go to the AFC championship. My predictions is eleven and five, AFC East title. That's what I'm looking for. So big expectations for me. Um, I, I just think depending on how they get out of the gate, you know, hopefully they got you know some groove going, and they're not sloppy. You know, they might be able to steal a couple games against those those heavy hitters I spoke of. So um, that's it for me. Uh, I'm BJ, the boss, they call me, sideline junkies. Um, hey, let's get ready for some football, baby. All right, the fellas had their say. Now it's time for me to get it in. I've said it on our last show, uh, which was the DC Sports Rundown, my interview with Keith, a.k.a. Keithy from the block. And I said that this is 11-5 team. This team can win the division. Um, they, I think they're going to be well prepared this year as opposed to the last few years. They're not going to come out looking flat. You're going to see something different. Okay? Um, I expect Dwayne to throw for no less than 3,500 yards. I expect a 1,000-yard back. I'm not sure who's going to break out of that, that, that pack just yet, but I expect a, a, at least... A thousand yards from one back and nine hundred, if not a thousand, from another back. Two thousand yard receivers. I that's this is my expectation. Um. Just I'm not gonna say they're world beaters, but I expect them to be in every game until the final whistle in some way, shape, or form. It's gonna be a couple close ones. I'm not gonna say they're gonna blow people out, but it's gonna be a couple close ones. You're gonna get a couple defensive touchdowns this year. I, I'm going to count it up. I'm going to say at least four defensive touchdowns this year. So be on the lookout for that because them boys ready to roll. They ready to rumble. Let's get it. So I'm not going to burn your ears off. I've already stated my opinion on the last two shows. Only And before I go, only thing that, that bothers me on the offense is the offensive line. And Dwayne is better than he was last year so i expect a lot out of him and i know i'm gonna get it because he's ready he has a coaching staff that's catering to him so yeah this is gonna be what we came to see all right thank you to dario keith uh jesse my mom to the sideline junkies that came through with their picks junie was on special assignment jim Delonte, BJ, fellas, hopefully, just hopefully, I can meet y'all in the playoffs this year. All right? Now, as for me, I'm the big guy KG. You already know what it is. I don't do no overtime. I am out of here.